0: The Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly
1: confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name, amen. The almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all of your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses,
2: as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall
0: be, world without end, amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 29 and Psalm 98, starting on page 373. Ascribe unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Ascribe unto the Lord worship and strength.
2: Ascribe unto the Lord the honor due unto his name. Worship the Lord with holy worship.
1: The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. It is the glorious God that maketh the thunder.
2: It is the Lord that ruleth the sea. The voice of the Lord is mighty in operation. The voice of the Lord is a glorious voice.
1: The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedar trees. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon.
2: He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon also in Syrian, like a young unicorn.
1: The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. Yea, the Lord shaketh the wilderness of
0: Kadesh.
2: The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to bring forth young and strippeth bare the forests. In his temple doth everything speak of his honor.
0: The Lord sitteth above the water flood and the Lord remaineth a king forever.
2: The Lord shall give strength unto his people. The Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace.
0: Psalm 98. O sing unto the Lord a new song,
1: for he hath done marvelous things.
2: With his own right hand and with his holy arm hath he gotten himself the victory.
1: The Lord declared his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen.
2: He hath remembered his mercy and truth toward the house of Israel, and all the ends of the world have seen the salvation of our God.
0: Show yourselves joyful unto the Lord all ye lands. Sing, rejoice, and give thanks.
2: Praise the Lord upon the harps, sing to the harp with a psalm of thanksgiving.
1: With trumpets also and psalms, O oh show yourselves joyful before the Lord the King.
2: Let the sea make a noise, and all that therein is, the round world, and they that dwell therein.
1: Let the floods clap their hands, and let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he has come to judge the earth.
2: With righteousness shall he judge the world and the peoples with equity.
0: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
2: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen here begins the forty-ninth chapter of the book of isaiah listen O lands to me and take heed you peoples from afar the lord has called me from his womb from the matrix of my mother he has made mention of my name and he has made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft in his quiver he has hidden me and he said to me you are my servant o israel in whom i will be glorified Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and in vain. Yet surely my just reward is with the Lord and my work with my God. And now the Lord says, who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel is gathered to him. For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, their Holy One, to to him whom man despises, to him whom the nation abhors, to the servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship, because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, and he has chosen you. Here ends the first lesson.
0: Here begins the 15th verse
2: of the third chapter of the gospel of saint luke now as the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about john whether he was the christ or not john answered saying to all i indeed baptize you with water but one mightier than i is coming whose sandal strap i am not worthy to loose he will baptize you with the holy spirit of fire his winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And with many other exhortations he preached to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, being rebuked by him concerning Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, and for all the evils which Herod had done, also added this, above all, that he shut John up in prison. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, You are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Here ends the second lesson.
0: Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word.
1: For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost O God, may clean our hearts within us.
2: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
1: O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thy only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we, who know thee now by faith, may after this life have the fruition of thy glorious Godhead, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only son our
0: savior jesus christ amen good evening to all happy epiphany eve we uh turn
1: to our, our attention to the thematic shift into the epiphany season now um, our lessons tonight give us a preview of what are some of the concerns we'll be addressing there and uh, Centrally, they they concerned um, that the revelation of the Son of God, and through whom we perceive the whole Godhead, um, in whom the whole Godhead is manifested, um, Father, Son, and Spirit, which is our second lesson tonight at the baptism of Jesus, we see this, um, what is uh, theologically called a theophany, um, which is the the manifestation of God, the Trinity, of Father, Son, and Spirit, the Son um, who is incarnate and revealed, Um, being declared by the father and um, being um, anointed um, by the spirit Um, and so the father and son in the unity of the holy spirit this is um, a revelation of the eternal relations of god within himself of these three divine persons who are uh, one god Uh, and um, as we near that we start to see um, how that those uh, this epiphany this theophany is a um, is this monumental event around which is a kind of it's like if you were to take a still pond and throw a pebble into it it's a there's a ripple that's observed in every direction from um, the disruption that that event causes and biblical epiphanies are a lot like that in the sense that they're um they um, have a have an effect that happens before them but then also an effect that anticipates them that that seen in the aftermath is shown to be that which anticipated the thing that was about to happen. So we can look at John the Baptist's ministry in Luke chapter three as an anticipation, and his prophetic messages to the people of Israel as a um, an anticipation of the ministry of Jesus Christ. Um, and so, and also that the world's rejection of John, uh, in this case Herod Antipas, who puts John in prison and tries to silence his message um, because he is personally indicted by it. Um, this is going to be again a a forerunning and a foreshadowing of Jesus's own ministry as he is rejected by the world. Um, and so, what we what we should see here in the pattern of a, of biblical epiphany is that when an epiphany happens, it's apocalyptic, um, and it unveils the things around it. So when God, whenever God reveals Himself, um, there's the there, it tends to be the case that everything around that revelation in the space of that revelation becomes revealed for what it is too. Um, for good or for bad. Um, and so uh, that being the central kind of meditation of epiphany, we have, to, we have to keep that as one of the lenses through which we're going to look at all the lessons of this season, is how is God being revealed, but then how is the world being revealed through the lens of that divine revelation? Then um, from that point, we're also looking in, in our own observance of the epiphany of the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles and asking what is the place of that, what is going on here? And the rest of our lessons tonight in the Psalms and then also in the in the first lesson tonight are they are um, made to kind of prepare us to hear the epiphany um, lessons tomorrow um, and really or if we're going to mass uh, hearing them tonight, particularly St. Paul's meditation on um, how the history of Israel and also um, the kind of history of the creation have this in common. Um, that God will often use what is lowly to uh, instruct and reprove what is lofty, um, and will use what is far off to instruct and reprove and order and correct what is near, or or you know ostensibly near. And in this case, our lesson from Isaiah tonight, um, is seen in league with um, our the the epistle lesson from Mass tonight, um, which is uh, Saint Paul reflecting on the nature of the the cosmos and the and the world and the heavenly places. What we can see in the epiphany is that what Jesus is revealing in his epiphany is that um, God is going to use um, those who were thought to be beyond mercy as a way of declaring the universality of his mercy. This isn't to say that our response to it is irrelevant, it's to say that God has been revealed as a compassionate and ever-loving kind God to the ends of the world um, and is drawing near those who were thought to be the farthest out in order to reinforce to those who had been near and faithful that their faith was not in vain but then also that those who were near and unfaithful that they are not necessary uh, in this in the presumptuous sense that they had fashioned themselves to be and so this is going to be an indictment to presumption of those who are close to god but kind of um uh, but living a, a kind of double life a divided a life of divided loyalty but then also to confirm the faith of those who were near and faithful in their own humble way. And so the bringing in of the Gentiles, for example, will be a revelation to Israel as well, um, and will show how that they had either presumed upon their ethnic heritage as being as that being all they needed, and they didn't have to really be that faithful to the covenant or to reveal those who had actually from the heart been faithful Israelites, true Israelites, because what it meant to be a true part of the covenant people is about to be reoriented. And similarly as St Paul points out in the um, lesson from Ephesians that we'll read at mass tonight and tomorrow um is he's going to uh, show that in the cosmic kind of scope of things um uh, the that the that God the son uh, becomes incarnate uh, in the nature of a human being um and takes on human nature um is a um is a kind of revelation to all the uh the
0: creatures of the air and this gets into a kind of still very present um that you know for as much as
1: there is a biodiversity between us and the bedrock of the earth there is presumed in the scriptures to be a kind of biodiversity between us and the heavens um, and whatever is happening in the gospel is being declared to those creatures that are running around most of which we are completely unaware of and whose nature and politics we, have, we know nothing about. Um, but St. Paul gives us a few indications in Ephesians that um, by becoming man and by, going, by his cross, his passion and his resurrection and ascension, Jesus has uh, ele- elevated the dignity of human nature to seed it and those who partake of his, uh, his body, his new um, sort of humanity uh, as being the new Adam, to seat those new humans that he has made for himself up in the heavenly places, even above the angelic hosts, because they are seated with him enthroned as co-heirs of his father. Um, And so this is a um, revelation to even the angelic hosts that he is the Lord of, that those who were faithful to him, their faith has not been in vain because God's greatness has been magnified. And so their loyalty um, in the great angelic test that some proved faithful in and some proved unfaithful in, that that was not in vain. And so they celebrate this and become attendants to these new people who have been seated with Christ on high versus the unfaithful angels who thought to themselves that they could strive with God uh, and usurp him. They have been cast down and are now very, very upset that this little puny creature called man has been elevated to the level um, that God alone Occupied that they strove for and and fell because they strove for. And so while we're seeing this drama play out in the human sphere with, uh, with Israel and the Gentiles, we're also going to be seeing a reorientation of the heavenly places take that takes place through the events of the gospel as well. And so we always have to remember that in the epiphany, there's a horizontal dimension and there's also a vertical dimension to this as well. And both of these things are being revealed in this still point that is Jesus Christ and his theophany that he gives us, that he becomes this kind of still point around which the whole drama of the cosmos is is taking place. And he is revealing and ordering all things for what they are. So that being the thesis statement for the
0: Epiphany season, let's keep those things in mind as the ways through which we are seeing what is what is yet to come. And we'll conclude tonight with our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all
1: mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us,
0: And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their
1: several necessities for his sake who went about doing good, thy son, our savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment and light riseth up in darkness for the godly, grant us in all our doubts and uncertainties the grace to ask what thou wouldest have us to do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices and that in thy light we may see light, and in thy straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore.
2: Amen. Thank
1: you all so much for being here tonight, and thanks to Aaliyah, my co-leader. Hope you have a wonderful evening and start to Epiphany.
0: Thank you, Father Hayden. Good night, everybody. Thank you.